This episode of the Albums of the Decade series on What's Who Sim Radio is brought to you, as always, by whatswhosim.com, where our new landing page is as most interactive yet, man. Head there for immediate access to and information about our consulting services, the radio network, our monthly playlists, our photography, and so much more. Also, don't want to gas it too much, but um, your boy actually did write some. It's the thing I've been saying I was going to write for the last however many months on this intro, but... Um, I did write something. It is uh, my eulogy to the um, immortal, eternal Professor Tony Morrison. Um, I'm actually pretty proud of it, so I hope y'all do read it. And there's plenty new for you to check out on the website, including uh, some new consulting specials and that Tony Morrison eulogy. So head over to the website ASAP to check all that stuff out. That's whatsuitshim.com. Whatsuitshim.com. One more time. Whatsuitshim. Dot com. We are also brought to you today by Cooking with Sam Ray. Hey, for all my DMV followers, the homie Sam is a self-taught chef who specializes specifically in Jamaican cuisine. She offers meal prep services and cooking lessons within the DMV area. Um, in honor of Cooking with Sam Ray's three-year anniversary, shout out to Sam for that. Um, they are happy to announce an, a new meal option, which is chicken or shrimp rundown, and a 5% discount for the rest of September automatically deducted when you place your order via her website. Uh, for visual proof that her food is legitimately amazing, head to her Instagram for some video and uh, picture samples. It's at Cooking with Sam Ray. It's Ray with an E, and it's all one word, um, all one phrase, I should say. And then head to her website to place your order and take advantage of that five percent discount. So um, again, the Instagram is at Cooking with Sam Ray, S A M R A E, and then uh, head to the website, which is CookingWithSamRay.com. One more time, CookingWithSamRay.com. Place your order. Use that good little discount. Boom, you in here. Um, and she, so she posted a video. I'm going to plug it real quick. She posted a video of, uh, I think, the chicken rundown on her Insta. And I'm about to place an order. That food looks so damn good. So, yeah, y'all, if you're in the DMV area and and if you look, uh, I forget the biblical saying. I went to church way too much for this, but it's like uh, teach a man to fish and then you don't have to feed him or whatever. Hire her for her. um what cooking services or uh teaching you how to cook and then boom you don't even have to like hire her for the chicken rundown no more i'm sure hers will probably taste better than yours no offense but you know what i'm saying hire her um get you some cooking lessons you and bay or whatever and then boom you can make it for yourself so yeah uh head to her insta cooking with sam ray and then head to the website cooking with sam ray.com place your orders get in there today um yeah part five today of the albums of the decade series we got the homie mail washington um, came by the West Houston Radio Studios. We actually, this is take three of the recordings. Uh, take one did not go so well. So the the conversation was actually very great, but I got really arrogant thinking I knew how to record these things, and the audio quality was not that good. So I uh, tried to re-record when I visited him in New York last month, or month about six weeks ago. Uh, got up there and then realized I didn't have the cords to plug in the microphones to my computer. So... Had to postpone it again, but he came down to D.C. Um, a few weeks ago, finally got it recorded. Sound quality is great. Microphones plugged up beautifully, and um, we're good to go. So that's coming up next, uh, our conversation. But first, as always, my brother, Willie Major. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love. I'm Detroit's own... Yeah, I'm Detroit's own. 
And I never asked for my heart back. You can have it without all you taught me. I never would have lasted. I know I can move. All right, boom, my brother Mel here. Yo, what it is, what it ain't. What's good, bro? Finally, this is what it, I mean. This is technically take two, but this is attempt number three mm-hmm. at getting mm-hmm. this shit together. We here though. We are here. Um, here and alive, breathing the oxygen. Dude. Breathing the oxygen. You know. Amen. <laughs> that's a that's a message, bro. Is it? That's the message. You need to. Um, you going to a seminary school next? <laughs> What's popping? Let me know. Tell me something. Um, but yeah, appreciate you for your patience and with my technical difficulties sure. and stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy now. I mean, I don't want to spoil who your selection is. I think I probably talked on here before about you picking who you picked. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit. I mean, I feel like you were the sort of entry. Um, well, fuck it. It's a big crit selection. I won't say what it, what the pick is. Okay. You were sort of my entry into like this crit conversation I've been having mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a few different people as mm-hmm. I've like done this podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting. So since since we already recorded, you were technically part two. Now you're part five. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> since recording the first one we did, um, and the audio quality wasn't that great on that. Um, but the the I'm so pissed that like the quality wasn't good because the conversation was really it's dope. A good conversation. It was it's a, a really good conversation. Good conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I walked away from that way more open minded about Big Crit as an artist. And that was sort of like so after I talked to Kier about it, Kier Charmek, um, shout out to him. Um, so he and I kind of referenced my conversation with you a lot mm-hmm. because it was like I definitely undersold Crit. I don't think I underrated him. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even underappreciated him. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like took for granted that I might like him as an artist. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally did take the time to like listen to the music, I was like, oh, I have been like way more critical without having like the proper knowledge base than I should have been. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And right, so. Right. I, I, I want to like give you your props for like kind of opening my well, eyes yeah. to you know. No, what I'm no I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that um, you know. First of all, you know, again, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. You know, my perspective uh, it was influential in any way. You know, I mean, I think I think he's a great artist. I do think a lot of people sort of ignore him or count him out or just sort of discount him in the same way that like monolingual people you know people who like if you maybe you only speak english you're less likely to you know pay attention to something that's said in spanish or in a language that you don't understand i think you know big crit big you know uh, southern artists uh not just in terms of how he sounds which is you know his voice right but also uh you know a lot of i think the themes and the things that he talks about in his music are there as well so it Mm -hmm. makes sense to me that like uh, for some people, maybe with without a sort of uh, more attentive listen, are just like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that was that that changed a bit for you. Yeah, and I mean, I guess like it does just take a lot because like I I think I was saying with you, like I said with Kier, it was just a lot of passive listening for me. So mm-hmm. the moments at which like if I did if I did lose focus at any point, it was just kind of easy for me to like end up on track seven after Mm -hmm. i was just just listening to track three and Mm -hmm. i'm like wait i caught every instrumental and no lyrics like that's crazy (laughs) so like it did just take me being more intentional about let me listen to the lyrics and then like i think after i was intentional about it it was like well i do want to hear more of the lyrics you know what i'm saying it wasn't it wasn't the chore i thought it was gonna be right right right. that's real and it's so much damn music out these days it's kind of so much really like i mean and that was kind of my argument too i mean i don't want to keep litigating why i wasn't listening yeah yeah, no worries but that was always one of my arguments was Mm -hmm. like there's so much music bro like i don't i didn't feel bad for not hearing crit because i'm like there are people who i actually have invested time in in the past who i don't listen to no more Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i didn't 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I saw Lupe dropped. I'm I'm three Lupe albums behind, bro. Oh, I feel I so bad. Lupe since got um the cool dog. That 2010 me would hate yeah. me for my Lupe fandom now. All right, so boom. We already said that your album selection is the Big Crit album. We already got one out the way because my man's Kier picked a Return of Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the second um, inclusion of Big Crit on the albums of the decade, uh, the summer series. Mel Washington, what is your album of the decade? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the album of the decade for me uh, was It's Better This Way. It's better this way. You don't really like what they play on the radio every single day. It's better this way. Ain't no telling when it's gonna change because they all really say the same thing. It's better this way. If you're looking for some original soul, I know where you should go. It's better this way. And before I explain sort of why that is and what the, you know, how I sort of selected that, I just want to shout out the fact that Big Crit has been mentioned twice on this podcast as uh, somebody's album of the decade. So for me, the album of the decade isn't necessarily like, you know, the song that got the most plays or, you know, uh, made the, you know, was at the highest point on the Billboard charts or anything like that for me. It's sort of what is an album that uh, where I can where I can I can hear songs from it or I can listen to the album and it and it and it resonates with me not only because it reminds me of a particular or specific point in my life but multiple points in my life mm-hmm. uh, and can sort of get me through right and so that's that's just better this way for me yeah man I feel like I always want to. Um do like the fun facts on these mixtapes or these projects before we like that do a deep dive into them mm-hmm. and i always forget so i'm trying to pull up the fun facts or it's better this way right now mm-hmm. um but yeah man so i think like so i listened to it uh one time through the first time mm-hmm. you told me what you were gonna pick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I again i found it sonically incredible but like once i actually and we'll get more into this as we talk about like you know certain songs in the track listing and favorite stretches and stuff like mm-hmm. that but yeah man i was like okay like once i again once i was intentional about okay let me like listen to what he's saying and like the samples are incredible so like i don't i don't want to spoil it but peace on chain is that that's the one song since we did the first podcast that has mm-hmm. stayed in my rotation dog like i love that sample so much and i'm gonna get i'm gonna talk about that sample in a little bit too because i need to look up those fun facts mm-hmm. but man i heard because I feel like is that that's not Michael McDonald, but it's somebody from that era. I got old parents. I feel like I, mm-hmm, I discuss mm-hmm. um, my folks a lot, and like I just really grew up listening to like that era of music specifically. Like my dad has cassette tapes in the whip. Mm-hmm. I feel like that song was on. No, that's not. It's Bill Withers. Bill Withers. I don't know why I said Michael McDonald, but shout out to Michael McDonald. Anyway. Okay. But yeah, that's oh, so. Shout out to I don't know. This like car rides with my dad where he would play Bill Withers, and I would hear that voice because. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an old soul. I feel like Craig got an old soul. And that's really where I feel, that's where I feel the guiltiest about not, you know what I'm saying, being hip to him earlier because yeah, I yeah. think we're kindred in that we both like really appreciate the old tunes. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he definitely does. I mean, I think, I, you know, I think, I think that appreciation is sort of not only reflected in the sample selection like you've outlined, but also sort of his own reflections on Wax uh, mm-hmm. about you know, his grand, his grandma or just, you know, different, different experiences that he's had. And really just the way he even tells stories, I think is very reminiscent of, 
you know, the the Bill Withers and the Sam Cooks, not necessarily, again, from an instrumentation standpoint, but just in terms of the 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 soul in his in his voice right mm-hmm. the 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 depth of those stories about you know about loss about being down and coming and coming back up you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so uh yeah i mean i'm glad that you were able to, to 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 see that in him and for that to sort of sort of resonate with you i mean it's definitely sort of one of the aspects of his music that uh touched me so yeah man yeah. so Somehow everything has a Wikipedia page, but oh, yeah. uh, it's better this way. Somehow it doesn't. So one of y'all crit fans get on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it came out October 14, twenty fifteen, um, which actually is way uh, nearer to this day than I thought it was. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why in my mind I thought it was closer to when um, Return of Forever and Forever in the Day and stuff like that dropped. Um, so yeah, twenty fifteen actually not that long ago. Um, We'll get into well. Actually, let me jump into the questions right now because I think that's pertinent. Because 2015, some people were in high school. Some people were freshmen in high mm-hmm. school, and they just graduated this year. That's so Folks weird. Getting old. No, I, one of my classmates. Um, <laughs> we were talking last year because I found out. Well, I, I realized he's from uh, Southfield, which mm. is outside Detroit, mm. and um, he had on like a Country Day hoodie. So I was mm. like, "Yo, you went to Country Day?" He's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I went to Cranberry and Cranberry's down the street. I went to Cranberry. Mm. We were just chopping it up." And he was like, yeah, I feel like I, he was like, I visited last year. I feel so old. And I was like, oh, yeah, when you when you graduate? He was like 15. And I was like, you feel old, bro. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when you graduate? And I was like 10. He was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for realizing yeah. that. Like, I'm way older than yeah, you, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, to that point, um, I do remember. So you talked about why. Um, well, you kind of got to why it's your favorite album of the decade. I do remember the first time we talked, mm-hmm. you said something about um, – and this has kind of been a, a theme of the career conversations I've been mm-hmm, having. Mm-hmm. Um, his albums are very self-actualizing, like mm-hmm. very coming-of-age mm-hmm. narratives. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And mm-hmm. I do remember you saying something about it was it it, it released at a very like pivotal moment in your life. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, to the point about it being very self-actualizing and a coming-of-age sort of story. I mean, that that's sort of the essence of it's better this way. I mean, you just look at the album art, right, and you see this 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 person presumably. You know, presumably a male, right? Just because it's big crit, but mm-hmm. with a with a hat and a satchel or a sack on a stick, you know, which is reminiscent of sort of older times, right? Mm-hmm. People hitchhiking and whatnot. But that individual is presented with two paths, you know, and then the name of the album is "It's Better This Way." And at the end of the album, you have you know DJ Drama sort of DJ Drama and Crit sort of talking about you know what's the right path to take uh, from like a musical perspective, but then. The, the 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 songs themselves are talking more broadly about life and so yeah definitely for me resonated just because it, it, it came out during a time I think 2015 was like maybe the you know the I was still relatively new to DC you know I think mm-hmm. I moved to to DC in what maybe it had to have been like June or, or or July of 2014 and then I had a lot of changes in my life in February and then this album dropped in October and I was just you know, it was a lot going on, and so uh, this, 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 the, the, the album for me was a was was a soundtrack to self actualization. It was a, it was, it, 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 it was a soundtrack to guidance. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily that I was hearing things in the song that sort of told me to do X, Y, Z, but it was sort of the soundtrack to my reflection, whether those are sort of high points and high energy points, uh, or whether those were low points, or whether those were just sort of points where I was simmering. You know what I mean? It was, it was the soundtrack for that. Yeah, man. I agree. I um, 
again, like coming to it belatedly, um, I can understand like your perspective of how mm-hmm. like a lot of those songs. So the, like, you got the aspirational stuff. I do remember. Um, I, so there's a there's a, a level of connectivity uh, between all his albums that I appreciate, and mm-hmm. I don't know if like he does it intentionally. I mean, there is some there are some intentional things. Like I was talking to Kier about um, the dude on eighty eight. Mm. Um, 86 or 86 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I Don't he have another song called So I mean he um, Cause he's talking about uh, So Michael Jordan Won the scoring title mm-hmm. um, All these different things That happened Yeah 86 <laughs> Open um, Winship Open Winship yeah Color Purple Right 1986 yeah. So yeah But I mean he he carried that dude From uh, What well, Return of Forever mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So mm-hmm. like so He keeps the sort of Same sort of uh, Characters He has the same sort of Like mm-hmm. not narrative structure But he does enjoy like Utilizing skits yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Um, other forms of, which I mean, I hear a lot of rappers, and I I enjoy skits. I am a proponent of skits. I do know there are people who feel like skits slow the album down or they, but I do understand like skits are a very tricky thing to pull off. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think skits can be valuable, you know, in terms of advancing the storytelling, in terms of you know providing the listener with a. Uh, more sort of holistic experience, right? Because my mind is going from this, this, this song to sort of this, 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 this skit, right? Like it, it, it sounds, it's, it's a different experience. I think they can be done well, and I think they can be done poorly. I think, mm-hmm. sort of like yeah. you're saying, Crit does it well because it's sort of woven in not only throughout the project but across projects. Mm-hmm. But then also, he himself is a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's telling great stories through the music, and then they, it's consistent right, with the skit. So right. the skit supplements it. But you do have instances, in my opinion. Where the skit don't really supplement much and uh-huh. it's more so distracting and there's too many of them. So, for example, Tory Lanez, you know, I don't remember the name of that album. Man, that, but, that's know, what he I, had like thirty. He had like he had like thirty skits. On that's there. what that's what's incredible is like. So I didn't listen to the album because I saw that it was like a thirty-one song track mm, Exactly. But then when you find out half of them is skits, it's, it's like it's half skits. Man, what? And the skits are kind of pointless, you right. know. But these skits, big crit skits, are like you know, I mean, big crit skits and Kendrick skits in my mind, like they are very much so a part of the album. They are why you have to play the album sort of straight through if you mm-hmm. really want to absorb it. And I think that's the beauty of it because not all artists are able to put out projects that, that have a coherent narrative right. with different vibes. And that's what you get with this album. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, Kendra's a good sort of comparison point. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a, that's a weird thing. I don't want to call it like... I'm always thinking about Sean because mm-hmm. that's obviously my favorite rapper um mm-hmm. one of my favorite rappers <laughs> from city mm-hmm. um and yeah like he he tries to use skits sometimes but it's inconsistent it's incoherent mm-hmm. and it's like i like the skit as like just as as a skit mm-hmm. but it's not really advancing the story yeah. any and yeah. so like i said it's a very tricky line to like want to be creative but mm-hmm. then like actually weaving that creativity and yeah. so for somebody you said crit who is like such a natural storyteller mm-hmm. it's kind of like a continuation of the story he exactly. was just telling on the last song and it's weaving into the mm-hmm. very next song mm-hmm. it's, so it's, it's very um what are you about to say yeah no no exactly i, I it's, it's 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 sort of it's 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 a beautiful sort of artistic expression for me in the sense of like you know because they all run together and because they all supplement each other but at the same time you recognize that these are different arts so sort of just like you saying like sean skits and in my opinion uh uh What's his name? Uh, Taylor. I was about to say Taylor Lanez. Toy Lanez skits, Lanes. Mm-hmm. you know, aren't necessarily sort of on point like that. But it doesn't mean they're not good artists, right? Mm-hmm. Or enjoyable artists. In the same way that somebody can be a storyteller and they can be really good at drawing, 
right? Mm-hmm. Or at animation. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're not as good at attaching a coherent narrative in writing to that animation, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're a good illustrator, but you're not a good writer. But like to find somebody who's a good illustrator and a good writer, or it, you know, to keep to, yeah. to to apply the metaphor here, you know, someone who is good at sort of making music, making songs, but also telling you stories in a more theatrical sense, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Taking a short break to tell you all about Arena Solutions. Much love again to friend of the project, Blake Hall, and his newly launched consulting agency. If you need help with brand development, graphic design, content coordination, and so much more for your small business, head to Arena Solutions uh, Instagram and check out their content samples, man. Um, Blake is very talented at what he does. I've worked alongside him as a copywriter for a few projects, and um, he has a passion for it. So, if you want somebody in your corner who actually will ensure that uh, your, your your content is, is appealing in an uh, aesthetic way to the eye of a, a potential buyer or consumer, um, definitely contact Arena Solutions, man. Um, the Instagram is at arena underscore solutions, by the way. And um, if you're ready to get started, either click the link in the Arena Solutions Instagram bio or you can email him directly at arenasolutions7, the number seven at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, contact them immediately. If you need help for your small business, the credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena. So get started today. Back to the show. Okay. So do you have any, well, the, the technical question, the way I've written down mm-hmm. is memory of your first time listening to the mm-hmm. album start to finish, but you can also attach, um, any other fun memories you have involving mm-hmm. the album, your like mm-hmm. most fun memory involving mm-hmm. the album, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, some of the, the, the two most pressing sort of memories that, uh, come, uh, to me, uh, are uh, one there was one time I was like dropping somebody off at Union Station, mm-hmm. um, and it was a it was again a, a, a time of drastic change change in my life, and uh, and you know dropping that person off it was like uh, you know it, it was like okay I'm going back to my life now you know after this person was here, uh, and it was, and this just that shift and a lot of the because of the relationship I had with that person you know a lot of the sort of weight thought dynamics you know that existed when that person is in this space were sort of like gone right and so I had room to sort of reflect on how I felt and so I remember sitting outside of Union Station like about to drive home we'll listen to this and then the second sort of memory that sticks out Vanilla Sky was playing and this is literally around the same time and it's literally some of the same inter- you know same same people involved and uh, and I just remember listening to Vanilla Sky, and I was like, "Damn, bro, this this you know what I'm saying this man saying he you know he 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 he, he talking to me right mm-hmm. now, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like uh, that song, killing me so, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like he telling telling my telling my story with his words, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And and so those are the some of the two memories. They're not particularly like happy memories, but uh, those are the two sort of most distinctive memories I have. No, I mean, but to that point, I think it ties into the theme. Like you said, it was these are pivotal moments in your mm-hmm. life, it's moments of change, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. change isn't always like happy in the moment or oh, yeah. like you know joyful oh, yeah. in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I do think you can come back to those moments as reflective points always. Oh yeah, for sure. And so I mean, the fact that you highlighted them as moments where like this album was playing in the background mm-hmm. you were doing something important mm-hmm. like in moments of like change or transition mm-hmm. it, it stuck with you so no for sure you for know sure. um yeah so as i said as i um came to it late i really don't have any memories listening yeah. to it start to finish but i mean the first time i listened to it i had the same sort of issue where i was trying to be intentional about listening to it and then i looked up and it was halfway through it and it mm-hmm. was like when did i get halfway mm-hmm. through it mm-hmm. and so i think i returned to no static which I saw I saw Warren G's name, yeah, and I was like, it seemed like a natural place to like return to because mm-hmm. I remembered '86. Um, 
Yeah, and I was like, okay. So I started grooving off no static. And then, like I said, Peace on Chain, like, smacked me in the fucking face. Mm. <laughs> and then Shake Him Off, Ludacris, K-Camp. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess we transitioned into, like, the best three to five song stretch. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you go first because I feel like I'm, I'm diving yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite sort of three to song stretch three to five song stretch uh is probably let's see if this is the number of songs one two three four five you know actually a six song sorry but uh it's, it's track eight through really i mean i mean i like the whole album so it's kind of hard to break it up but track eight through 11 really hit for me mm-hmm. um i feel like you I, so i'm trying to remember the answers you gave the first mm-hmm. time we did this and i feel like it's it's correlating oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so those songs are in the darkness which is a good song a puppet on some strings she had me gone because even if i was married with kids no going home she like if you could sleep with an angel between the sheets would you give up your beliefs as i proceed to spread my wings i'm like if it's good enough, maybe, I guess. I'm no saint. I admit, sometimes I fall victim to flesh. That's a great song. Vanilla Sky is a great song. Is it sad that I'd rather hustle? Get this money on the double. You don't get it. It's cryptic for the simple-minded. The type don't see the future even if they right behind it. So I'm chilly, willy. Got me through with DeLorean and Big Saint. Can't be still, which features BJ the Chicago Kid. You know, just like I said, sort of on the album art, you have sort of that light path and that dark path. I think this is the part of the album that is that dark path. Uh, you know, how uh, in the darkness is in the darkness and vanilla sky. Like at the end of the, in the darkness, and again, this is where skits come into play. This is where different modes of storytelling come into play. At the end of at the end of uh, in the darkness, you know, crit or really the the protagonist of the story is being sort of he's 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 following somebody. He's being seduced in ways, and I don't say he's being seduced to sort of absolve him of any responsibility, but mm-hmm. he is being seduced um, in in and in, into into doing something. He's like, yeah, I'll go wherever you're trying to go. You know, I'll mm-hmm. follow you where you're trying to go like Mm -hmm. it's whatever and uh the next song is vanilla sky and it's sort of the aftermath of that uh and it's sort of a reflection on that um and i mean i I feel like i'm speaking in vague terms for two reasons first of all did not prepare notes for this (laughs) second of all because you gotta listen to the album but you know it's the aftermath of that and then the song after that has got me through and he's just sort of reflected on what it was like for him coming up trying to rap and all these people that sort of he depended on and i think the beauty of that song for me is that these people that he depended on are not sort of like stereotypical heroes you know there is a part in a song where he's like or i think it's in the hook where he's like you know uh, oh no it's not in the hook but there's a part of the song where he's like you know shout out to all and i'm paraphrasing here but he's basically like shout out to all the women that kept me fed you know mm-hmm. even though they were stripping mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's talking about all these people he's talking about people who 
you know, again, or you may not necessarily look to or think about as sort of like role models or glorious people who held him down and didn't have much themselves, you know. And so it's really a it's it's it's, it's really a, a interesting stretch. I think it's a the darkest stretch of the album. But again, it, it leads again back out to some light with Party Tonight, which comes after that, and it's mm-hmm. better this way, which is the the closing track. But um, that 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 three that three I don't know how many songs that is because I don't do math. I'm a policy person. It's you know all good. I got my my master in public policy, not mathematics. But uh, so I can't, which is my excuse for not being able to do basic arithmetic. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. That stretch is is is, is something else. Now you did eight to eleven. That's four songs. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. I think. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna start in mine at no static. No static when you got a lot of crew, and you're always on the go. Get to it like you're spores. No static when it's shit. No static when you kinda gotta feel for something on the real. I think it's a good little smooth little track. I mean G Funk, like Wonshaw Warren G. Yeah. Um again, Peace on Chain. I'm I'm getting that sample right now. Peace mm-hmm. on Chain is a sample of Bill Withers. Uh, what's the name of the song? The world keeps going around. Mm. Going around, around and around. around. Yeah. Uh, that song is incredible. And then uh, Shake Em Off. We're getting shout out Louis Chris and K Kim. Um, and then how about that money? Shout out my nigga Dolph. Hey, how about that money? That's yeah. How about that money, nigga? How about that money? How about that money, nigga? You talk about hoes, bank accounts, but hell of yo. Hating on other folks, but you get none of y'all. How about that money? How about that money, nigga? How about that money? How about that money, nigga? You talk about gang, boy, cars, and diamond chains. What you saying, nigga? Really, you hell of a and yeah. that's another thing I like about it too. I mean, you got Dolph on here. Right. I mean, you got some stuff. That's very snapped. diverse. Like, it's very diverse. I'm not even, you know, no disrespect to Dolph because I'm a Dolph fan. You know, I, I really rock with Dolph. But you know, Dolph is not, and Dolph is gonna tell stories in his own way. But mm-hmm. it's nothing like Big Crit. It's nothing like you know. Uh, but the Kendrick. fact that Crit can like mesh their style, exactly, know exactly. And how about that money? In my mind, is very much so a Southern song. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, Dolph from Memphis. You got Crit from from Mississippi. from Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a, it's a it's 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 and it's flat and it's 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 a flexing yeah, song. It's, it's a, a very flexing song. And Crip produced it, bro. Mm. I mean, I kind of want to. This is going to be a little bit of an added. Um, I just want to like deviate for a second because mm-hmm. so Crip, um, and we talk. I mean, the first time we did this, we talked about Cole a lot in there, and mm. how they've been compared and contrasted. Let um, me. I gotta. I gotta say this because I've been saying this. Uh, and this is not a slander to J. Cole because yes, I like J. Cole. Go I ahead and get your slander. Extremely talented out. artist. I appreciate what he's doing with Dreamville and how he's moving sort of music forward and trying to move music forward. That but, being said, but, I do not like J. Cole's stands. It's not J. Cole that I don't like. I don't like J. Cole's stands. I'm going to say this one time and I'm going to leave it here. 
I think the big crit is who J. Cole stands think J. Cole is. See, here's the here, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here, here's where so um you gotta listen to the other uh crit conversation I had. Yeah. Because um I feel like J. Cole stands are a figment of like big crit stands imagination. Really? I feel like wow. I feel like J. Cole stands are like a Twitter creation, bro. They I, are definitely a Twitter creation. Or at least they live on Twitter. That's where they that's where they live. I feel like I, I feel like I feel while, like people I feel used. like people on Twitter hate J. Cole. I feel like there are more people on Twitter who hate J. Cole stands than there are J. Cole stands. And this comes from somebody who like is a J. Cole stand. I'm yeah. not on Twitter all the yeah. time. Like yeah. so when I be seeing that, I'm like Your brethren and sisters. Where sister are these J. Cole stands y'all talking about? Like it's, you niggas hate this dude. Like kinda, what are y'all talking it's about? It's kinda like it's kinda like white supremacist Twitter. Like I'm not on white supremacist Twitter, right? I do I definitely see more and I'm not on Twitter at all anymore. But like I definitely would see more reactions to white supremacist Twitter than I would see white supremacist like tweets. But it's just because that's not what I'm looking at. That's not my t- my timeline. But I know they're there, and I know the J Cole stands are there because I see them. <laughs> that's a heavy analogy. <laughs> and I'm not trying there. to say J Cole stands are white supremacists, but I'm just saying the internet works in, in <laughs> interesting ways, and so we may see reactions to things without seeing the initial, you know, uh, what, what what sparked it. Whatever, nigga. Anyways, <laughs> the, the the point I'm trying to make is they're both. Um, very talented people. they're both very talented people but yeah. like production wise they both also been like reticent to like give the you know tables to other people mm-hmm. and so um i i appreciate that so the point he was making about like crit being able to met the point we both made about crit meshing his style with doll style and he produced that track mm. it's very cool oh, yeah. um but do you feel like i feel like a lot of criticism of j cole has been in the past that like he doesn't let let other people do his you know production, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know if Crit and the pet and the and like moving past twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. I've really paid attention to like mm. how, if he's been working with other producers. But yeah, you know, um, I don't really. What's know, your stance on that? Yeah, I don't really know what producers he's been working with. I feel like I'm not usually as good at sort of trying to find out like who produced a song mm-hmm. like that. Depending, unless it, the beat this really is like hitting me. You know what I mean? Like no guidance, for example, right? Like. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say that it's like a profound beat, but that's definitely a no, pop. That, yeah. And no, the fact a... that that had Che on the sample, Che, who's a SoundCloud artist, been f- featured on, you know, Selection Radio. Uh, I'm a you gonna come artist. on the show and just do like SoundCloud artists. Oh, you month. already know. Like, it. I'm gonna have you on once a month just to do SoundCloud artists in a month. That's, that's my. That's it's a my, ten minute segment. But yeah, yeah that's my jam. But you know, I don't. I don't really. So I don't know. But I know he's tried different things with his sound and is trying different things with his sound. Like in his more recent songs, I feel like. Some of his stuff is definitely, it feels like he's trying, I don't want to say trying to like do the sort of mainstream, but it's like music moves, what's popular mm-hmm. changes, and I can see him sort of like reacting to that in his latest stuff. And so I don't know if that's changed who's doing his production at all. I will say though, you know, just I just want to highlight the multifaceted nature of this man's talent, you know, lyrical, you know, he's a lyricist, he's writing, he's doing his production, like you said, mm-hmm. and he's done some of the illustration for some of his album arts. You know, mm-hmm. and so uh, or album art, album arts. I don't know. Um, also, not good at language. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, well, you like, got to you know, stop. Talented, you know, talented man. No, I yeah, I agree. I mean, I saw. I need to watch the whole interview. Is as um, I could be more prepared myself, but um, I saw snippets of uh, Rap Radar podcast he did on Title, mm-hmm. and he was basically just talking to shit. He was like, I mean, name another nigga who can like rap like me. Yep. Like he, he, I think he basically said like, put me in the studio by myself, mm-hmm. and you'll get an album. Yep. Like name another nigga like like who can who can 
do his own instruments, write yep. his own raps, yep. and mix it, mm-hmm. and do the album art, mm-hmm. and put it out. And that's and honestly, and I I feel like that's the you know I feel like and I don't want to sort of uh, interpolate too much or pull too much into his you know into his sort of like story, but you know I mean if you listen to his music, he talks about how he had to do a lot of things like on his own. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of a reoccurring theme of like Southern artists. You mm-hmm. know that you hear a lot about how there aren't sort of like traditional pathways, even like the baby, right? And so some people, you know, whether or not you consider like North Carolina the South, I I do. It's like a Mid Atlantic state. I definitely see it as sort of the South. But even the baby, you know, he in, in various songs, he's like, I came out of Charlotte. I ain't come out of Atlanta, New York. Like there mm-hmm. was no sort of preset, you know. Uh, and Big Chris says that a lot too. He's like, I ain't have no connections with the enemy in his music. Of Meridian, course. Mississippi. Yeah, Who's from there, bro? Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I didn't have no connections with the, with this, with this, with this, you know, this producer or this big label exec or this and that. Like, I had to go and sell my CDs, you know, at the racetrack. I'm out there gambling. I'm doing X, Y, Z. And so I think that sort of not just a hustler mentality, right? Because I think all entrepreneurs uh, have to have some degree of that. Mm-hmm. But hustler mentality plus like there are a few other people that I can depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who may be dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I think that's a very sort of, I think you, I think that, I think you, I think that gets manifested in an artist who can do all the things that he needs to do to create art, yeah. <laughs> you know, and put it out and create a product. Another quick break to promote the Detroit riot owned and operated by my cousin, Micah and the homie Aisha, much love to both of them. The Detroit Riot is an up-and-coming vintage to modern thrift store for Detroiters by two native Detroiters. Uh, The two regularly host pop-ups around the city of Detroit as they prepare to secure their own location in 2020, and they currently have a litany of stuff available via their website. So if you're looking to stand out and make a statement, all while being sustainable, the Detroit Riot is probably the vintage store for you. Um, And although I did just say it's for Detroiters, um, obviously it has a website, so it's obviously for everybody. So, um... If you're listening in the DMV, if you're listening in Texas, California, overseas, anywhere, and you need some vintage gear, um, the Detroit Riot might have what you need. So, um, and I can say again, as as a as a, somebody who's purchased from them, as somebody who's bottled for them, uh, you have to ask them about that one. But um, I put my stamp of approval 100% on the Detroit Riot. I obviously wouldn't be pubbing it if I didn't believe in it. So. Yeah, yeah, y'all support my cousin and her homegirl uh, as they try to do some good, some some young black female entrepreneurs from the city of Detroit trying to do some good in the world. Um, yeah, y'all check it out. Again, it's the Detroit Riot on Instagram, all one word, and then thedetroitriot.com is the website. One more time, thedetroitriot.com. So I, out of the, what the four songs that you had, mm-hmm. In the Darkness, Vanilla Sky, Got Me Through, Can't Be Still, mm-hmm. um, would you say one of those is your favorite song or do, would you leave that stretch to pick? Yeah, favorite? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite song out of those. Maybe, actually, I think my favorite song on the album, well, I don't know. It's hard for me to pick a favorite song on the album. I think if I had to pick a favorite song on the album, it would not be a song within that stretch, even though I think that's a great stretch and a powerful stretch. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to pick a favorite song on the album, it would be Party Tonight, mm-hmm. which is the second to last song. Um, and it's not because it's particularly lit or anything like that, but because it's like the the hook is literally, you know, like Lord, let me party tonight. It, 
because tomorrow we might be gone and we drink like he's mm. and we smoke and he's mm. like and he's like talking about literally having a good time you know what i'm saying because you know we're gonna have a good time right now because tomorrow shit is still gonna be fucked when we wake up you know what i mean yeah. and it's like it's if it's if that's gonna be the case then we might as well try to enjoy what we have enjoy now and just sort of yeah and just sort of uh, uh, marinate in that and that's something that's hard to do I think that's a degree of sort of being present that I feel like a lot of us and me I know my, myself at least you know would like to sort of be able to accomplish but then there's also a strong amount of realism there it's not just like oh yeah let's be joyous and let's live life and let's have fun it's like yo shit is actually really hard shit is really fucked up there are things different people going you know got different issues going on and like we need this space to heal, we need this space to sort of to 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 try to become to be our best selves. I'll mm. say this and then I'll stop. Mm. It's kind of like you know, if anybody, if, if folks are familiar with you know the history of American slavery, you know there were moments where you know the people who were enslaved could 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 steal away. You know they go away at night and maybe run get to get news from other plantations. That's where people was getting married late at night. You know and married in secret. You know people were having church services that they. Were weren't allowed to be having there was this stealing away in the midst of sort of oppression and tribulation and horrible conditions where they were able to not find joy but create joy mm. and insert joy and be very intentional about preach, it and preach, that's preach. what that song is okay okay reverend hey i'm just saying you know it's a great song i, I really i really like it you know. uh and i really like the album so yeah i mean so in a way you kind of articulated why it could be the best song on the album would you yeah. say it's the best song on the album i or? mean i best you know is is is, is, is a, i mean is again it's all to term. you I'm, that's why yeah, i'm saying yeah, like yeah. it's for, all it's hard for me i mean you know it's like for, i'm an only child so i don't know if parents really mean it when they say i can't pick a favorite child because <laughs> i don't know and i don't have children but you know let's let's, let's pretend that's the case and i and that's how i feel about this like it's hard for me to pick which one of my children is the favorite right like <laughs> i don't know which one is the best they all do different things differently and well in different ways and so but it's definitely a highlight it's definitely the song if i had to pick mm -hmm. it, that would be it it's definitely sort of because uh, it just kind of encapsulates everything i like about the album no i think um that is the point of a good concept album mm -hmm. in so many words mm -hmm. i'm thinking about i mean the concept album i always go my, my ideal blueprint for a concept album mm -hmm. even though it's not a complete concept album is it follows through enough to like give me a narrative that i'm happy with it's the cool by lupe mm. i don't know if that'll make we kind of referenced it earlier i don't know if it'll make the cut after i like mm -hmm. do the edits but mm -hmm. like yeah it's um, a good album the cool is a good album the cool is a good album and like i mean this is way more like structurally narrative than the cool is mm -hmm. but for me the cool yeah so the songs he chose to like advance the narrative of michael young history were like sufficient in that um i guess like it 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 made so I, I remember like when he did the video for Superstar. Mm -hmm. That wasn't even like the song, and I still, uh, you, you yeah, say, yeah. And I mean, like he, it, it does the video does a good job of advancing the narrative. But what I liked specifically was that like that was like I guess the sort of insight into like the story that he starts on the cool on mm -hmm. food and liquor mm -hmm. that we needed for like the narrative to make sense. Mm -hmm. And I think so like the point of weaving storytelling and and doing a good job of like putting that storytelling in the lyrics and mm -hmm. you, using the other. Uh, methods of art that you're using to advance the album to advance that story mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, is really dope. So like even even like you said, the cover art on it's better this way. It's like very yeah, sort of beyond intentional. It's like visceral. It's like you see this this. You can look at it and know what the story right. is. Right. It's a young man with an old soul mm -hmm. and like he's really struggling to figure out which and, and what's crazy is like the visual is you see which way is better mm. and you're still like 
I don't know though. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. so like those, those are real struggles about like mm-hmm. you it's clear which way is better a lot of the time and you're mm. still like I but should I still take the hard mm-hmm. road? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's an astute assessment. Yeah. That is a very astute assessment of just yes, yes. I'm gonna go we gotta go tough now. Okay. Weaknesses of the mixtape project. Mm. Anything you would change. Mm. Um it can be um I guess like structural, it can mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. Uh, would you change the track listing? Would you take a song out, put a song? You know, they say somewhere else. They say the hallmark of, or one of the hallmarks of being sort of like uh, uh, a reasonable critic, a valuable critic, is to be able to acknowledge sort of not only strengths but also the weaknesses in, in artists that you like and in art that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm gonna say, you know, I don't think I'm that good of a critic because there are <laughs> many things that I think I would change. No, I mean, listen, I can I can find some things. Like I think there are some tracks that I could probably. It's hard even for me to say there are tracks that I could do sort of without. I think maybe the one thing that I would change, and I think I may have said this last time, is that so we hear DJ Drama in the beginning and we get DJ Drama in maybe the first two songs and then he kind of disappears until the end of the until the end of the yeah. album. And so that this was like during the end of the drama sort of and not even the end, like the dead end of the drama run where like mm-hmm. he was literally just sort of like the name to like boost the platform of the mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. Cuz I I miss I was talking to I think I was talking to Iko about this. I was talking to Iko Orkir about how I just kind of miss drama just yelling on records. Yelling right? on all the tracks. Yeah, like and I, and I back in the day I thought it was excessive, but like I actually when drama started doing the thing where he would just like show up on the intro and mm-hmm. then like maybe midway through and then at the end I was like mm-hmm. this is pointless almost. Like you yeah. could just throw your name on the front, took a picture. You know how they used to superimpose yeah. him on the album art? Yeah. You could have done that instead of and just that's like true. And I don't I, it's not even that I necessarily I don't even I don't know that I need him to talk throughout the whole album. It's just sort of like I don't I just don't get it, I guess. Like there isn't it's way too consistency. Right. Yeah. So it's just like he's here and then he's gone and I don't I don't know what that does. And maybe it does something, but I don't know what that does. And so I think that's sort of the one thing that I could say in terms of uh, something that stands out to me as a weakness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, favorite lyrics that you want to oh, highlight? Favorite lyrics. You know, I, I don't know. I think maybe maybe the hook of maybe the hook of party tonight is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, that and yeah, I don't know. That and uh, what is that song? Uh, got me through it. Just the parts. Just. It re- <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I, there, there aren't there aren't specific lyrics that I can sort of pull out aside from maybe the hookup party tonight, and then that line in got me through it where he's talking about all these different people that supported him that needed support themselves. Mm. Okay, um, I feel like we kind of powering through it now, but that's okay. totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you got somewhere to be. I kind of got somewhere to be, so we'll make it shake. Um, okay, but so popularity of the mixtape when it dropped twenty fifteen, how how ubiquitous was it among your friend group or the people who whose music opinions you value? Um, you, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't even really remember how I got into Big Crit. I think it was my friends in college, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. Um, but I don't think I, a ton of people were listening to it. I was uh, dating somebody at the time, and she wasn't. She's never like Big Crit, and I totally get that because he's very much so. A, he's a very masculine artist, I think, a very masculine artist and a very southern artist, and she was neither of those things. Right, so yeah. I totally get. I totally got why she didn't get it. And you know, you weren't listening to it. Um, I don't know who else was listening to. It. I feel like maybe I was in like a, a music chat where people may have talked about it or something. But other than that, I don't really know 
I don't know who else was listening to it, even though I know people were, because, I mean, he's big. Right. I mean, I don't know what year it was that Big Korea had that performance at the BET Awards, that great performance at the BET Awards, where he was basically, like, you know, doing spoken word almost. But, mm -hmm. you know, he was big. I know P has a following. I know he has a strong following. I just don't know. It's kind of like, I just don't know people who listen to it. It's kind of like Snowfall. Great show. I try to get everybody to watch it. I don't know anybody personally who watches it, but clearly people are watching it because we're three seasons in. Yeah, I, I be seeing people live to it, so oh, I know it people are watching it. Yeah, show. I need to catch oh, up. Oh, my gosh. Shout out John Singleton, R.I.P. John Singleton. R.I.P. Yeah, I, I mean, to your point, but that, it's crazy. It feels, it feels like the inverse for me is I know so many people who listen to Korean, and I'm just like the one who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, um, I mean, but to your point about him, being, I guess – I feel like we talked about this on ours. I know me and Kira talked about mm -hmm. it, but how important car culture is to Chris music is mm -hmm. also a thing. And so um, I guess I kind of, not even kind of, I stereotyped Crit as this like Southern speaking mm -hmm. car. Like I don't care about cars. I didn't like share like Southern culture with him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I kind of stereotyped him as like, it's myself is the opposite of him mm. and so in so many ways I was like we have nothing in common I'm not gonna listen to your music yeah and um, yeah I mean I, I was wrong because we do have a lot in common just by in the hearing in fact we're both black mm. and men mm -hmm. but yeah I just, I just I, because I was looking for reasons to like be a hipster about it and like I said I already had my, my musicians I was listening to or whatever. Mm -hmm. and so I was like I know what you rap about those things don't interest me I'm mm -hmm. just gonna peace out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so um and, I, and like we were saying earlier, you know, there's just so much music out there these days that it's like, it's kind of hard, you know. And granted, it wasn't exactly like it is now in like in 2019, but mm -hmm. there was still a lot of music even then, you know. I think 2015 is like pre-Apple music, but. Um, yeah, it's weird. I think I'm looking at that Piff right now. I think it was a, a that Piff exclusive, which yeah, is. It was that Piff exclusive. Incredible that mm -hmm. that, like 2015, that Piff exclusive. Mm -hmm. Shout um, out that Piff. Shout out all the mixtape websites and all the websites. Man, there. shout out live mixtapes. Mm -hmm. Shout out that Piff. Empire mixtapes. Yeah. Don't ask how we get it. Just know we got it. Hell you know? yeah. Damn, out. son. Mm -hmm. Where'd you find this? Damn, That's my son, favorite. Where'd one. you find The LA Leakers. All the drops. <laughs> oh, I missed those drops. All the drops. When uh, Wayne got mad at Empire, mm. which he should have because they. Ruined like five better Carter threes. <laughs> Let's neither here nor there. Um, okay, so time capsule. Um, could this album still be made in 2019? Is it still relevant? Um, did that matter in your selection of it's better this way? It could definitely still be made in 2019. I think it definitely still be relevant in 2019. Would a ton of people listen to it in 2019? Maybe fewer people would listen to it than listen to it in 2015. Um, so, uh, so I guess I kind of want to tie this in right, right, right quick. Um, so, uh, have you listened to Critters here? Um, is that the newer one? Yes, yeah, the brand, the brand new with one. the white cover. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. So let me see, because I mean, there were because I know he dropped a few like EPs or a few projects, and then he dropped an album that has songs from those EPs on them. Mm -hmm. Um, so let me look it up. But I guess the point, I, the the question I want to get to is like, um, and I feel like somebody else highlighted this too, which made me kind of want to restructure the question is, um. I mean, and yeah, it's no, also, I haven't, I haven't listened to it. Go yeah, ahead. but it's I've also heard some songs from it, but I haven't listened to it. But it also ties into like the question about like artists claiming growth on their future projects, and I think like people naturally grow. Mm -hmm. So as we were watching, uh, the the comparison creeps up again. But I mean, the same way Cricket was hero, like J Cole looks like Jesus now. Mm -hmm. I can, I remember, um, Cole coming up to Howard my freshman year and hooping with us in Bird, bro. Mm -hmm. Clean cut with the goatee, like you know what I'm saying. Like so to think now that like. He really let his hair grow out. That's really one of my favorite parts about Cole is that, like, he don't look nothing like he did 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. 
he kind of, I mean, he, he's an artist. And he talked about that in one of his interviews about, like, he always viewed, like, the artist as somebody who, like, just kind of was wild and, like, just kind of untamed. And now he gets mm-hmm. to live that life. And mm-hmm. I kind of fuck with it. But I, I say that to say that, like, um, the question itself is kind of leading because growth is inevitable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, these is people, these people are going to. People are gonna change. Whether or not it's for the better is a thing, I right. suppose. So is is it growth if it's change for the worse? It's all subjective. Bro. It's definitely change, but it's, it's all subjective. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Like I, I guess, like I mean, I haven't discussed Kanye yet on this pod. I mm-hmm. hope I help to, but oh yeah, I would love um, to. I have a lot of Kanye thoughts. Yeah, but I mean, the point is, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like has have has Kanye like changed for the worse? Yes, but I'm sure in his mind. He's like, he's always trying to advance the culture. Mm-hmm. I will give him credit for that. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure in his mind, he's like, it's not about whether or not change for the worse. It's about whether or not you're thinking differently. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, you're not my savior. Like, you don't have to, like, be a contrarian for the sake of it. But I'm sure in his mind, he does mm-hmm. because he's always trying to, like, advance stuff. And mm-hmm. so, again, it's all subjective. Like, I'm sure there are some people. I mean, I talked to Chris about it, Chinaman about it. And he's kind of, he's on the, he's of the opinion of, like, Man, let that nigga be a rabble rouser, bro. At mm. the very least, like mm. we're talking about him, like we're giving his opinion some credence because he's a, he's a thought leader. Mm. But for, for better or worse, Kanye West is a thought leader, mm. and so, um, I mean, we're talking about him now. Yeah, to, oh, yeah for, to, sure. for that point. So I mean, um, I think so. I brought up credits here because so I heard the the sam- the uh, title song, mm-hmm. which is a whining sample, which is near and dear to my heart. Shout out to the city. Mm-hmm. And um, that song was incredible. So I've, I've, in that moment, I was like, if I had heard Critics here in 2010, would that have made me like him? I don't know. But could he have made Critics here in 2010? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so, know. Like I said, I've, I've heard I've heard a few songs off the album. I've heard Energy. Uh, I don't know if Look What I Got made it on there. But, you know, I've heard a couple songs. But I haven't listened to the, I haven't listened to the whole album. Uh, the song, the song with Saweetie and Lil Wayne is crazy, too. Weezy got a crazy feature on there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I get like so that's really what I was getting at when I when I brought that up is like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's easy to be like, um, I like him now, but I wonder if like, I I guess like have I grown too? I I, I guess like personal yeah. growth goes into this question too because it's per- like personal growth and then being continuously exposed to it. I mean, you mm-hmm. said you had a lot of friends who listen to it, you know. Yeah. So it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. I would I I like I'm 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 looking forward to getting into getting into his album, but I haven't again I haven't listened to it just because there's a lot of other stuff to listen to. No, uh, yeah. It's not to say that I don't want to listen to it, but like I'm still trying to get through Diaspora, you know, the Golden right. album, like trying to give it a lot of plays. Toby Lou dropped a project with like 30 songs, and I actually like Toby Lou, so I'm sitting there listening to, you know what I mean? And there are all these artists where I'm trying to really absorb them, mm-hmm. and I think you know. You drop in project. I mean, Chris album only has like nineteen songs, but you you know you drop in projects with nineteen, twenty, twenty five songs on there, and you really want me to sit there and listen to it. It's hard for me to listen to all of. I this thought we were working backwards, bro. I thought like I thought the music industry in general had agreed that like we're <laughs> only gonna drop maximum twelve song album. Nah. And it seems like since I thought that agreement had like come to, having came to. Niggas have been like, nope, we back up to 30. I'm like, because QC just dropped a new tape and I want to listen to it. But QC part one was like 35 see, songs. See, that type of stuff, I don't even listen to it. I'll just hear it when my friends play it or at a party or something like that and that'll be fun. Um, but it's for me, it's just like everybody's people, not only are people dropping a lot of music, but a lot of people are dropping. Like mm-hmm. within the past, you know, I don't know, month, you know, or two months, you know, you've Toby Lou, Big Crit, Tyler the Creator. 
you know, like so many people just dropping, and it's like, bro, when do you expect me to listen to all this? I, I have I, a life. I, it's great though. I I enjoy the um the sort of diversity of music nowadays. Nah, no more music for at least two or three months. Let us listen to what y'all got out already. But that's, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to you about Goling last night. It's like I loved At What Cost It so much. That's right. probably my favorite album of it's that a great year. Album. And to consider that, like, Diaspora... I remember, it, so it came out on an abnormal day. It didn't come out on a Friday, which is, like, when I gear myself up to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it came out, like, on a Wednesday. So, off bail, I was kind of like, oh, wait, I got to, like, listen to this ahead of my music schedule. Okay, let me, like, make some time for it. And then I played it through, but it became background music at a point. And I, mm-hmm. it, was, it was the songs I liked. I can't, like, name off the top of my head. But it's incredible to me that, like you said, there's so much music mm-hmm. that... A dude I consider one of my favorites dropped some new music, and I'm just like, yeah. I, I, I don't have that's, a band. That's why I don't it. try to keep up, because I'm like, that's not respectful to them. And that's why I didn't add crit. Here again is why I didn't add crit to my rotation, because mm-hmm. it's like, if y'all as good as he say he is, I don't have the time, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I I really just couldn't like add him to my rotation. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. makes sense. Um. Okay, so do you still listen to It's Better This Way regularly? Um, Not regularly, but okay. it, it definitely, it, you know, it's, it's, it, it moves me. You know, when I, need a, when I need a soundtrack for something that's gonna, you know, for some reflection, for some thought, like, I, I, I can come back to Crit. I really just go and put Crit on shuffle, frankly. I go to my Apple Music, I go to his artist, you know, the artist page, like the things that are in my library, now the things that, you know, are just sort of out there. And I just hit shuffle, and I can listen to, I can just listen to it all day. Yeah. Um, so do you will you still be listening to it in another decade? Yes. 2029. Oh, 2020. What, what is another? So we're at 2019. Yeah, 2029. You know, we might not even really be here for real. Like, we not, we might have <laughs> man, music. don't, like, don't go morbid on, on me, bro. I'm just saying, you know, the Amazon is burning. You yeah. know, we got the orange man in the White House, all types mm. of things. You know, he'll be I'm, in his third term by then. You know, ooh, he could change the constitution. Who knows? I don't know. If, man, if, 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 I don't know. I mean, I hope that I am still in a position to listen to this in 10 years. <laughs> I guess that's the first, my first response that question and then my second response is like yeah i think i will you know mm-hmm. um because i honestly i still listen to music from high school i listen honestly and i had said this i'm so nostalgic time. bro i be feeling like a dweeb sometimes because yeah. i'm really nostalgic I, <laughs> I was i was saying this on the last one like um you know if, if my album like one of my albums of the decade and i know we really are only sticking to one genre on these but like i mean not a, really bro. you could have picked literally anything there, you want there's, there's a band called bayside and they got some real some real they got some emo stuff i feel like i'm hip <laughs> you know to bayside and 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 I was listening to them a lot in high school, um, and you know I still listen to them sometimes today. Like it's mad poetic, you know. I don't, you know, oh, I'm I've grown side, a base lot. Side, base but side. I say that to say, you know, I still listen to stuff from high school, so I definitely think I'll be listening to it in a decade. I want to prove my Bayside bonafides. They had this song on uh, ML, some uh, old uh, EA Sports baseball game. Yeah, that's where all niggas get the get the get the emo rock from. Yeah, <laughs> all the all the all the sports games. Shout yeah. out Madden. Shout out NBA 2K. Shout out NBA Live. For shout the out Live. Edge. Live had shout all the tunes. Shout out NCAA. I remember live and man started sharing tunes at a point. Mm-hmm. I, I was a little offended, but I was like, I mean, it's a good song. I ain't hating. Yeah. I'm hearing it again. Um, Okay, so we talked about the growth thing. Um, I mean, I think Crit has grown, but I guess, like, again, this is me coming in hot. This is me coming in as somebody who, like, has chosen to, like, get on the bandwagon belatedly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think, I mean, just from just hearing, so I guess I've kind of progressed now. Like, I listened to a 2011, 2012 mixtape. Mm -hmm. I listened to a 2015 Mm mixtape, and I listened to his most recent project. And, I mean, it's evident in the, like, in hearing him rap. Um, he's more polished. I guess that comes with like money and 
engineering and like better like sort of resources and stuff like that but um this broadly defined i think he's just a more like polished rounded artist i guess I, negatively or cynically you could like read what i'm saying is he's just a better mainstream artist and that's why i'm paying him more attention yeah that could be the case so it could be the case yeah um but I, I think that's a common theme i know we talked about it on our first one i think i talked about it with kira and Aiko, like the notion of um because he says i I listened to the wrong mistape when i was supposed to do curious because he did return to forever i listened to forever in a day mm-hmm. and um he says on one of those songs he has a line which i loved because it's it really to me it said everything i need to know about creating that one line he said something about like he'll never give up the underground because like that love is like eternal or something like that mm-hmm. like essentially like for all like for all, I guess, like the financial success that mainstream like love will give him, mm-hmm. that underground love will forever like undergird him, it's and so true. that's very that's always gonna be important to him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, you got anything you want to add? Final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts. You know, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I hope folks uh, listen to Crit. You know, people who have not or don't listen to him, I definitely suggest. Uh, you know, giving them a listen and giving them an intentional listen. I know there's a lot of music out there, so if you're looking for something that you want to sort of like sit and absorb, this is this is this is that type of music. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I, you got. I mean, you should pub your um your play. I'm. I'm you don't do your mixes anymore, but there's yeah, some I've really been doing many mixes. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much to pub right now, y'all. Um. You know, I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, this is my 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 pub, I guess. You know. Pub yourself, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you're doing, you know, put yourself out there, throw yourself into it, embrace it, live life, you know, live life liberated, all that. Amen. Um, appreciate you, brother. Yes, yes. One more time, thanks to Mel. Um, shout out to Big Crit, bro. I feel like he is having, he's having a, the sort of unprecedented run I did not anticipate when I, like, was outlining this. When I picked the 10 people I picked, I figured it was going to be I figured Melvin was going to pick like something selectiony, like we talked about on the show. Um, I didn't know what Kier was going to pick. Um, there's one more person who may come on the show who I'm almost certain is going to pick a, a crit um, album or or, or uh, mixtape. So th- that could be three, which is incredible. So shout out to Big Crit, man. He's had a, an, an indelible impact on this decade, obviously. Um, yeah, one more time, y'all head to westwoosome.com. Check out the consulting specials. Um, I skated over those intentionally because I kind of want y'all to go check them out yourself. But I will say if you have a high school senior in your life and they need a set of fresh eyes on their application packet for college, and they also need a set of unbiased eyes on that packet. Um, what some consulting is offering to look at one packet per high school applicant or college applicant for free. Um, and that's valid through October 13th as well. So get on that immediately. Um, happy to help out as many high school students as we can. Um, again, it's one packet, but hopefully the the review advice we give on that one packet can be used on all the other um, applications your uh, student is going to submit. So, yeah, get on that. Um, hopefully be back next week with at least one pod, maybe two. I'm going to record two or three this weekend. So, um, definitely the intention is to be back at least with at least one next week. So be on the lookout for that. And because I wrote, I should probably keep writing. I think that was like the entire thesis of my 
essay was I need to keep writing. So be on the lookout for that as well. Other than that, uh, we will be back next week. Thanks for listening.